Dexter Stucky presents Industry, Industry Friends. Friends. Welcome to a new edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stuckey. I have one of my best friends joining me today. And you know what's crazy? When I think of the term industry friends, this is one of the people that just really fit that bill. I'm surprised it's taken so long to get her on the show. Her fault, not mine. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Industry Friends show, Shakima Simmons Winter. Welcome to the show, Shakima. Hey, Dex. <laughs> First off, this is not my fault. We booked and busy. That's debatable. And I had to, let me say, I had to beg. First off, the bottom of the scraps came came to me with the bottom of the scraps to ask me to be on the show. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like two years in or however long in after we done after we done discussed this platform <laughs> or however long you've been planning to do it, and then I got asked. 2020, when every when people when people just doing whatever, he <laughs> ran out of options. He said, "Let me let me hit this girl up in 2020. I ain't got nobody else to talk to." <laughs> You guys, like, so I start off every show with a personal story. And my personal story with Shakima is the fact that, and the reason why I say, like, she's, like, the definition of an industry friend to me is because, well, we're real friends, too, but definitely industry friend, is because we literally started out in the industry together. My first internship, actually, it was my only internship. My first and only internship was at a radio station. And it was, like, maybe seven or eight of us. And Shakima was one, one of the people that was there. And then they assigned us to this project together. Which was like calling people for what it was. <laughs> I don't even know like what was the. I don't know. But we were calling people, and some of the people we were calling were other interns. I guess to give them their schedule or so. I don't know what it was. It, it was nothing to do with radio, and that's probably why I struggled so much because that was my own <laughs> internship. But we were calling. We called this one girl who ended up being like the the, the teacher's pet um, of the situation, and. She says to us, when well, we call her, she says, and it was on speaker, and she says, how did you get my phone number? The very first thing, <laughs> how did you get my phone number? And I remember we looked at each other, and we, we just started, like, laughing, because, like, that was stupid. Like, why did you, like, and, like, listen to what I'm you. And ever since then, like, we've, we've been, like, really cool. Like, we've made, mostly laughing at other people during uh-huh. the internship, and then, you know, not laughing at the rest of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny, too, because we were, like, like, for, we we didn't even say, like, who we were. So we could have been, like, full-time employee. Like, we could have been anybody from the radio station. And she's just like, how do you get my number? And we're like, girl, you're on a list. Like, I don't know. <laughs> they told us to call, and this is what it is. And, yeah. we, and that was kind of, like, for us to laugh at that, that was kind of, like, how we clicked. It was just mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, we find the same stuff funny, like because this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then um, during during that same like summer, actually, there was like Drake City, um, the first one. Can't remember the name now, but the first one had just came out, and it was like this real big like crazy event that happened in New York the day before, where people were getting like trampled over and all that stuff. And then Drake had a concert here in Philadelphia. And they called in some of us interns to come and work the concert. And it was an intimate, con- like, it was, like, an exclusive, like, kind of intimate concert, too. Should know the venue, because it's a really popular one in Philadelphia on South Street, but I can't remember the name of it. Sorry. But um, <laughs> that was it. we were there, and, like, I remember at the time, neither one of us caring about being, like, Not at a Drake concert. And it was, like, we had options to go backstage and all that kind of stuff like that, and we just didn't do it. We didn't do anything. We just stood there and just, like, watched and... <laughs> didn't care and now like at all care about Drake. stance <laughs> low-key stance 
But all right, let's jump into it. So Shakima currently is the senior publicist at ESPN, and she's form formerly um, a public relations coordinator for the New York Knicks. So you have a very strong background when it comes to sports. <laughs> and I think like hearing a woman in sports, is it's you don't hear about that often. It's very yeah. like, it's a male dominated industry. And even if you look at TV for the most part, it's kind of male dominated. And then I see like so many females are starting to sprout and become a part of this the sports universe. And seeing you in there, I'm like, wow, a lot of women are in this, this industry and they're really working with really hard in it. What one attracted you to PR and then two attracted you to do PR in sports? So I went to Cheney University, the first store of the black college in <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, she, I was going to say she did her, her bachelor's studies at Cheney and then she did her master's at NYU. And I wanted to mention the NYU, but I didn't want to mention Cheney, so I just decided not to do it. <laughs> As I got my, and I did not wear the shirt on purpose. I'm like, <laughs> I said I was wearing Cheney shirts for the rest of the year after Kamala got elected. So here we are. But um, so, yeah, so I, so I, when I was at Cheney, I first, so first off, I did not want to go into like communications or um, PR because I felt like it was like expected of me just mm. because of like stuff that I did like in high school and then just like kind of like I don't know I just like I, I that was something between like that and like fashion like stuff of the arts or whatever like I felt like in entertainment people would expect me to go to so I like actually first started out as a biology major I was like oh let me be a doctor they make money and it just was like girl no like I was literally taking my biology final and I just was like this is not I literally after I took my biology final my first my freshman year I went to go change my major I'm just like this is I'm not passionate about this like I don't care about this at all and so it was like in the back of my mind that I wanted to be um you know be in the industry of like communications as far as either production broadcasting like something along those lines it was just more geared to like who I was and like the interests that I had. And so then, um, so so at Cheney, the, the, the main part of the communications program is broadcasting. So I did a lot of that and was interested in production when I was able to get, you know, the, inter the internship at radio, oh, at the radio station, we're not mentioning what they are, I guess. <laughs> get, the, get the internship at the radio station, um, which then like kind of, opened me up to like okay so do I want to do radio like do I want to do tv like that kind of thing I did do a radio have a radio show um on campus and stuff like that but then it was like I don't know if I really want to be in front of the camera it was kind of one of those other things too that I thought people one was like kind of expecting and two that's kind of like I realized like you have the people behind the scenes have a lot of a lot more creative control and like can kind of be sort of the brains behind everything and that's kind of like where I wanted to um, kind of use my talents, like, you know, being creative and creating different kind of things or whatever. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be a producer. Mm -hmm. And then like, I did like certain things and I did enjoy that. And I still do kind of like enjoy production and kind of creating, um, you know, platforms and things of that nature um, and, and storytelling and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. it was kind of like, something that I didn't feel as passionate about until I took this PR class, which was very like basic. I mean, the woman who taught it was like, she probably has like now in hindsight, she probably has like no real PR experience at all. Like it was just kind of like horrible, but I just like kind of learned what 
people do in public relations. And, you know, you think about that and you just think of like publicity, like you think of like spinning stories and like people like, you know, trying to cover up for talent and things of that nature. And so that's, that was my thought process before I took the class. Um, so I kind of learned more about it. And then it just was kind of like, one, I've been, you know, a basketball fan forever. Like I play basketball. So it was kind of like, I've, I've just been, at, you know, been attached to the NBA and to um, sports just forever. And I'm just like, oh, maybe I could do this for athletes because I realized that it was, you know, more about shaping stories, shaping brands, like being able to tell what whatever the player wants to project or the, at this time it was just player wants to project how can I be a part of that building process how can I be a part of that branding process um, and so once I did that I realized oh okay these two classes are great however I, that's all that's all I have like as far as this experience um, and so I was able to my senior year able to get an internship at the Wendy Williams show um, and once I got an internship there, it was for a production assistant, but I did, I was able to like pick the brain of some of the PR people and like kind of work in the bookings and publicity department, help out there, you know, when I had time and when they were available to help me. And that kind of like got me even more interested and in like, oh, this is something I could definitely get with. And um, then went on to go to NYU to study more about it. Um, so I did end up going excuse me, to study public relations um, and got a master's in PR. I say now, like, as I look at my student loans, I'm like, why did I go to NYU? But my career would not have started without going to NYU because um, I met someone in one of my classes who was doing, like, game nights for the Knicks. And I expressed as my goal was, lit my literal goal was to work for the Knicks PR department. Wow. Because Carmelo was on the team at the time, and I'm a Carmelo stand, and I was like, I want to work for the Knicks. <laughs> And so, so she like linked me up with um, the people in the PR department and I credit her all the time like for starting my career. Like even, you know, that one little thing literally jumpstart my entire career. And so I interned with the Knicks um, from 2000 and in 2013, I actually stayed on for two semesters. Um, so basically did a whole full, a whole full season with them and gain so much experience as far mm -hmm. as like, you know, you do, we did a lot of running around. It wasn't like going to get coffee kind of running around, but it was kind of like prepping for, you know, prepping for games and kind mm -hmm. of um, game notes and all the little things that you don't think about and all the little things that aren't like fun and right. like <laughs> that, that I didn't think of that I didn't think of when I thought of like PR, but I just learned so much. And the key thing, especially like in sports, especially, and PR is like making those connections. Okay. And I think that was like the the best opportunity for me, especially like being in, and no matter how bad the Knicks are, there's, it's still New York. It's still, mm -hmm. and it's it's the still yeah, right. It's still like the top one. I think, I think they still are the top. It's either between them or the Lakers who are the top market for, um, I think this year it is still the Knicks. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, the market is New York still. Too. Right. So, exactly like, board, like so so even right so even even not like just team wise but like people who would come to the garden because it's more than just like basketball when you know it's obviously a whole business like it's an entire business it's not just the entertainment aspect of it and so you have different brands who are presenting players so i've met people from like nike and jordan and adidas and like all this other stuff and people from different networks like i 
was able to build on my career just by being present and being able to speak to to people who were just coming in and out the arena. Okay. So that's just kind of like, again, like, and just to stay on the topic of industry friends, like that literally jump-started my career. I was able to build great relationships there. And one of the things I kind of took from that internship that I don't think I necessarily, that I learned from, from the previous internships, which was the Radio One and the Wendy Williams one is like, okay, I need to stay connected. I need to be able to make these relationships last. And I do have some really, like, why have you for my radio, for my radio really, but like, but like, like we joke all the time, but like we really do have like an industry connection. Like if, mm-hmm. if we're, we're able to exchange, you know, contacts and things like that. Um, and I have a couple of people at the Wendy Williams show that I still stay in contact with, but it was never to the point where I could like solidify a position. And I think I learned from those two experiences, I'm like, why? Well, how come, you know, nothing turned into a job and not necessarily a job at that place, but just a job in general. Yeah. Cause that's I, kind I, of real. I was always under the impression that wherever you intern that, like you do this internship, you're going to do well at it and it's going to turn into a job. Right. So, like, I shared that with you. Like, and I was shocked, like when we didn't get hired at the radio station, <laughs> looking back at it the now. Folded like, them tents. We don't. <laughs> now looking back at them like, Oh, I see why. Like it, it was the organization overall. It right. wasn't necessarily like us. And that's something that I think that people should know about. And you meant, there's two things I want to ask you about. Um, one, how did you do on the bi- biology test? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even care. I mean, I guess I, 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 I did pass that so and flunk that. But you know what's crazy too? I took that class and I had to take a, like in order to be a biology major, you had to take different types of maths compared to like what a regular student needed to take. And so I took a math class that I didn't even need that didn't count towards my degree because of the stupid bio. I was so heated. So I had to take like three, three math class instead of uh, the two that was required, but whatever. And then secondly, like, how did you go about getting your internships? I know the second, the second one or the third one, sorry, with the, with the Knicks was through like, you know, having a conversation with someone, but the other two, when you were in undergrad, how did you go about getting those internships? So the Radio 1 internship, I actually had a professor, a professor help me. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't even know that she helped me until like, till she ended up telling me like afterwards, like she kind of knew, she knew uh, Kyle, she knew the coordinator and she kind of, I asked her for a recommendation at first. Um, And she recommended, she was also a former Miss Cheney. So she like, uh, Kind of, well, this is before I was Machini, but like she kind of like took me under the wing, and so I'd asked for a recommendation. Um, they they Radio One came to Cheney to mm-hmm. like do one of those like career expos or whatever. So I took down the information and was applying for an internship. Um, and but so yeah, I took the step to apply first, but then also she like nudged and like helped me out. So again, like. Oh, like all of my all of my connections and all, everything that I've ever like accomplished was because someone has helped me um and so that's how I got that one and then surprisingly for the Wendy Williams one so one I had went on the show I went to the show with my sisters and I just had my resumes in my hand um yeah <laughs> and I had my resumes in my hand um and it was like I don't know what happened but like I wasn't able to give them out like it was I actually got picked for an ex Wendy too but we didn't get to my... Uh... You remember your question? Yeah. <laughs> it was so messy. <laughs> was it real? 
<laughs> it was real. No. <laughs> Why do you want me to say it? If you want to. I didn't get, to, I didn't, so it was like, you know, when she cuts the commercial because like it's, it ran out of time. So I didn't get to ask it on camera. But it was like, I had a friend who like just copied every single thing. <laughs> every single thing that I did. And I'm just like, how do I tell her it's annoying? Stop. <laughs> but anyway um and so for the wendy williams one so i had went and i had had like all of my things and i was like a really big fan of the show so i kind of knew like she would talk about different producers and stuff like that and i kind of like knew certain names and stuff like that so i had just like re- i applied i reached out um like followed up with an email and then they called me in for an intern called me in for an interview and I kid to you not this like this sounds bizarre and I don't know like this sounds like things ca- came really easy but mm. it just was like literally like the grace of God like was on my side because I have no idea how this happened I literally walked into the um walked into the studio my coordinator at the time like who was going to be my coordinator like took me up to like one of the dressing rooms to do an interview and then he was sitting there. He's like, okay, so like, tell me about yourself. So I'm like, you know, I'm nervous because like, this is bigger than the internship that I had. Like, this is something that's obviously like life changing. So I'm like freaking out. And so I tell him about myself and he's just like, well, I like your shoes. So like, you're hired. Like literally like that. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, oh, th- thank you. Okay. Like, and, and it sounds like crazy, like it was like that easy, but it was just, and that's another thing too, though, like being presentable, like being able to like, when you are going into a room, like your character says a lot about like how you present yourself says a lot about your character. And so um, that's, and I learned that like from there, so like no. knowing that like, yeah, like you can literally get hired <laughs> if you come in with, you know, being confident and like, you know, if you're dressed a certain way and things like that um and so that was that one and then with the next one I told you like she kind of like she helped me with that although I still needed to interview um but we ended up and this is like one of my one of the people that I worked closely with mm-hmm. when I ended up working at the next um but he just was like he wanted to hear about the Wendy Williams internship so they all like kind of connected because he's just like what was it like working for Wendy Williams like and all the other stuff so those things all like you know just kind of lined up for me and um it ended up working out what kind of shoes were you wearing they were like some cheap shoes. like I mean I guess this was 2011 so I guess they were like okay but it was like some like nine west like it was like a plain like nude pump <laughs> it was like not it was not like a fancy kind of shoe either i and, was like a poor college student <laughs> and how was it working with when like did you work directly with her at all yeah i did so for the most part i was working with production so i did like a lot of like prepping for interviews like pulling like pulling questions or pulling content um about like what different segments to um talk about um and also like casting for different kind of fashion shows and things like that and then like audience setup so i I worked on a lot of different aspects and then on the pr side uh, on the publicity and booking side which was like i just became like really cool with those people on that and um i was i was actually like bringing in talent 
um, getting all of their like booking and stuff done and things of that nature, getting them set up in their green rooms, linking them up with producers. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then like Wendy, it was like, we interacted, but it wasn't like on a daily, a daily basis. Like, um, it was more so with the production team and things like that. So I would be able to go to the big production meetings and stuff and, or either sit in, you know, the, the, um, the production, well, it's not trucks, it's trucks for ESPN, but <laughs> the production room, mm-hmm. um, the director's room, and, um, you know, watch the show from that aspect. I did sound, like, uh, with, the, with the sound tech in the back for the show. Like, so a lot of that stuff was, like, really good hands-on, like, training. And it wasn't, like, ba- like they weren't, like, babying me either. It was just, like, I don't know how you're doing this on, this sound. Like, make sure her mic is up. If her mic is not up, that's my fault. Like, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. So it was definitely, like, a well-rounded experience just from like all that goes into a show on the production side of it. And then how was it interning while attending NYU at the same time? Oh, it was a hot mess. (laughs) It was a hot mess. Like it was, it was, so I had like, I was working at like Hollister and Abercrombie, like when I got out of college, when I first started, um, and I was, like, not making, obviously, like, not making, like, decent money, but, like, for my age, like, whatever, like, it was, like, okay for me, like, I had no bills, whatever, and so, like, I left the job to, um, left the job to do, to take the internship, which was, like, minimum wage in New York City, like, I mean, I was living at home in Jersey City, so it wasn't, like, again, like, I had no bills, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that, well, I, I had a car note, because I had bought a car <laughs> right before. That's a <laughs> I bought a car right before um, I quit my job and so but like I was able to live at home like my family was still helping me out so like I was fortunate I didn't really have to spend that much money and I had saved a couple dollars like because I knew like I could not pass this internship up to right. like work like that wasn't gonna happen it was very um <laughs> very demanding because the next schedule was obviously like crazy and then like being in MIU was like hard and crazy and demanding. And it was, again, like, you know, like grad school was not like undergrad where like teachers are basically holding your hand. It's just like, okay, here this work, girl. <laughs> Here's this work. You figure out with the in the book, like what the text is or whatever. And plus I was like still learning the industry. Like it's just, this is not something that I, you know, wanted to advance. And it's something that was completely new to me. Mm-hmm. So I had to like, you know, really learn and figure out what, this was about and then i don't know if, if i'm jumping the gun about getting the job at espn no at um the knicks oh no perfect you can go yeah okay and then so so interning was like crazy so i interned i started the internship my second semester second semester at nyu well technically third because i did summer so technically my third semester at nyu and by the time i was um, I was taking two classes a semester, and by the time I finished my internship, I was, like, you know, not looking for it, like, trying to figure out what I was going to do next. Like, I wasn't too, at that point, I felt so confident that I had built so many relationships that I wasn't, and I was still in grad school, so I wasn't, like, pressed on, like, getting a job, and I had even, um, the Knicks used to own the New York Liberty, so I was starting to work for the Liberty in the summer, so, like, I had, like, I was staying connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either way you put it. So I wasn't so pressed on found, finding a job, especially since being in, in grad school, but I did want to find another internship. I actually got another internship at, Col- at Columbia um, that filed after. So I started working for the Liberty in the summer. 
after the internship, I got another internship at Columbia, um, which is what I'm like, okay, great, because I wanted to kind of get some music experience. Is it Columbia Records or the school? No, the records. Oh. You never knew about this? I don't think you told me. You definitely you knew about this. If, when I start telling the story, you're going to remember. Okay. So I started working. So I, I got an internship at Columbia, and they put me on the RCA property, like working like with like inspirational music and stuff like that, which is great. Like I was enjoying it. And then the Knicks called me up like, well, a girl, uh, one of the, like my mentors, still one of my mentors to this day, um, was working at the Knicks. She's like, so I'm leaving the Knicks. And I'm just like, oh, like, you know, like not thinking whatever. She's like, and I like, I told them like, they should definitely look into you for the like for the uh, position. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I'm appreciative of that. hope I have you. She's like, yeah, they're going to reach out to you because I like strongly recommended it. Um, and so then they ended up reaching, and it was very informal because again, I had built these great relationships with them. So it was like all via text, like, you know, like, um, okay, submit, like, you know, you have to properly submit an application and all that stuff. And so this is while I'm still like, I'm like a week or two into Columbia (laughs) and I'm just like, I mean, like, I don't know what to tell y'all, but like, if I get this job, I'm out. So I never, I never, I never said like anything to them. And I felt like, I'm just like, I don't know why I am the way I am as far as like feeling bad for like prioritizing myself over certain things. Cause I like literally felt bad that I was going to, if I got this job that I was going to have to leave this company, but it's just like, this is an internship. I'm not even getting paid for this. They're not even like, they're, I'm getting credit for school that I don't need for this. It's just like, whatever. And so I ended up getting the um, the job at the Knicks, which was like, again, all because of like the connections that I was able to make and like the, what I was able to do during my internship. And I mean, like, I was like, again, learning from what I did not do in my past internships or just like, I didn't, cause I didn't want to be like, again, like we mentioned, like the teacher's pet. Like I didn't, I don't want, I never want to be that person, but I think there's a difference between like just showing that you're dedicated and being on your game compared to like you know just sucking up to like whoever the producer is or whatever and I think that's what I kind of you know at radio one I didn't know because it was my first internship and I didn't really know people who did internships to be honest and so like I just kind of observed there and then at Wendy I was still kind of like a little I was a little bit more out there but I was a little bit still more reserved and like not speaking up and not giving ideas and stuff like that and when at the next, I just was like, listen, if, if I got something to say, if I think that I could Im- be impactful or some way, like, let me speak up and like, be that voice. And so, um, so yeah, so I learned that and was able to get the job. So I was actually still in grad school when I was working full time with the Knicks. And when I was interning, you could only do like 35 hours. It was like a law. You can only do like 35 hours a week. Whereas though, like when I was interning, when I was working full time, like I'd be working every single game and working like you know nine to five still and so I would like sometimes work like 70 hours a week and still be and have class and still be in grad school and like this is my last year too so I'm I'm definitely gonna finish like I only have like three classes left I'm not gonna stop but I will say and I just mentioned this in one of my group chats I'm like thank god that the Knicks did not make the playoffs per usual. So I was able to do my, so I was able to do my capstone because I did not sleep for two weeks at the end of my my grad program. So it was very challenging, but I think also like looking back at it now, I'm like, how the heck did I do that? Mm -hmm. But I think my adrenaline, I just was so excited to like, one, be finishing my degree and two, like 
actually I'm doing the job that like I wanted to do that the reason yeah. why I wanted to go into PR and so my adrenaline was like crazy I didn't even I was like I was 23 anyway like I didn't you don't need to sleep at 20 you don't need to sleep at 23 <laughs> on the other hand it's like impossible yeah oh I would never <laughs> it's funny too because like I knew you during this time like we would have conversations and we would talk and stuff like that not necessarily about this and what you were doing but it was just very regular normal conversation and like I don't think I really realized how much you were actually doing at that point until years later. And I think anytime I talk to people, it, I mean, it's even me to an extent, like you don't realize how much work you're putting in, like outside mm -hmm. of nine to five and outside of internships that you're actually doing to kind of get you to the next level. And then when you look back on it, it's like, damn, I really did that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I remember seeing you in action at um, a Knicks game uh, we went to mm -hmm. and I was just blown away because I've never actually seen it. Like, you know, you know what PR is from conversation wise, but you don't, you don't see the person on the field or shooting in the mm -hmm. gym. Like you don't see that. And at that point I got like to see you in action, which I thought was really amazing. And I know there's like a bunch of Nick stories that you could tell and like a lot of like crazy situations that you've been a part of and everything. But in the interest of time, I'm just going to move to the middle of the show, which is the first thing <laughs> where I talk about like what's next and not next for you right now. We can get into that, but like next to you from for, with ESPN, like after the Knicks, you were mm -hmm. hired as a senior publicist for ESPN. What was that experience like or how has that experience been? Yeah, so it was like it was I just felt like, again, like you always I, I feel like, you know, when you have like reached your peak at a in a certain place and um i like get like my, like people in my family especially like older people are like like why would you leave like that's like you should have that job forever and i'm just like no i can't have that job forever because there's no movement like i'm not there's no moving up like this is not like a government job where like you get paid mm -hmm. you know no matter what, what your position is your salary like keeps going up and all that stuff and just like in order for me to advance and like have more say so and things like that like I need to be able to grow and there's no room for me to grow here and there were like and there was an opportunity to like run like the G League's PR but I'm just like I'm not going from running the main like I'm not going from being the coordinator on the main side to the G like it, it sounds like it sounds like okay like you're having your own you have your own team and things like that but it's not that's not how they really like evaluate it like they try to make it seem like it's better to own, have your own team on a lower level but it's not really like <laughs> and I was and I wasn't dumb for that like I knew you know being uh being running the G League's running the G League's um PR team would not give me the access to be in the garden every night and meet all these people like you know like I knew where I could be where I was able to capitalize on things and when I was able to like make connections and get things that were valuable to me so it was just like, if I can't move up, like I want to be, I want to stay in PR. Like I want to be able to, you know, I'm really passionate about like shaping these athletes brands and like just kind of helping them. And I think that, you know, that, that's was most important to me, like being able to have a voice, especially since, and for me, it's just like personal because like they're, they're black men who are, you know, have mostly white agents and a lot you know like a lot of those things are just kind of like you know I feel like there it's for me it's important for me as a black woman to mm -hmm. like be present there and help kind of tell these stories okay and so I knew where I wanted to like, I knew what kind of I wanted to do um so I knew it was time for me to go <laughs> and so um 
I was able to like, you know, I was applying for different jobs. And then I saw this position from ESPN. And so I actually knew a girl that I interned with at the Knicks. She was working on, um, was working at ESPN. And so I like hit her up. I'm like, Hey, like, do you know anything about this position? And she's like, absolutely. Like I can, you know, hook you up with whatever, like just give me a contact. And I think that's also important too. Like, you know, hooking somebody up or like, you know, connecting folks is not always like literally handing them something like give me a if you can give me a name like I can do the you know do the work myself like just give me who I should reach out to like and I can like just go from there so I reached out to her um and she was able to you know I, I still applied for the job or whatever but she was able to kind of like give them a heads up like kind of tell them about me um which was again super important like I mentioned earlier like all everything that I've done it's been because someone's helped me mm-hmm. and someone you know has kind of like opened a door for me I left the Knicks in 2018 in October yeah in that end of October from there I'm like really enjoying my time at ESPN um it's different it's crazy because it's like a combination of Wendy and the Knicks where it's like it's sports but it's still TV and production and so it's just like great to kind of be able to do you know to kind of do both um and so what I do there is um so I'm working on the NBA property mm-hmm. and basically do all the publicity for like all of our shows all of our games anything that's NBA content related for ABC and ESPN which ABC owns ESPN um working on that um and making sure that we're able to tell again stories tell shape the narrative of our talent of you know whatever it is we're broadcasting and even even so like on the print and digital side like well not the print side <laughs> on the digital side What's uh, so I'm going to say editorial <laughs> the editorial <laughs> the editorial side um you know what we're telling and kind of how how we can continue to make ESPN a focal point in sports and so I've been enjoying like having a lot more creative freedom there I'm and I'm still learning I've only been there for two years. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it's, it's crazy too, because I mean, it's been two years, but with COVID, it's not real. Like, I feel like it's been like a year of like doing the job and then a year of like something else. <laughs> you, I feel like with all of us across like industries, unless it's like medical, those kids who are in like the medical industry right now, they're getting like two oh, yeah. and one. The rest of us are getting like a cheated year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So it's like, but this was also good for me too, because I was able to see like, obviously like the NBA was one of the first leagues that one of the first leagues that stopped and it was happened to be on an ESPN game night, um, a nationally televised game night. And so it was kind of like a a crisis experience for me and like learning from that. Um, And so I think like this year, although it's been a challenge, especially like with the halt of sports, it's been definitely like a really, I learned so much on how to like deal with crisis management and how to just like, navigate when you don't have the main product which our main product is our our games Mm -hmm. you don't have that you don't have you know the programming it was like for a while you know especially like we do a lot of stuff out of LA like LA was one of the first cities that shut down and so like what was our what was our talent going to do like how are we going to film our shows you know being in on those conversations and obviously like production handles most of that but like still being a part of those conversations and having to tell the world you know, articulate what we're doing to the world was challenging, but was also like, again, like a great experience. 
It's really funny you say that too, because I remember the pivoting process. I remember seeing it on the outside looking in like, oh damn, there's no games. Like, what are we going to do? And then it's like, this is just me as like as a fan on the outside of, but you actually work in there. It's like, yeah, but what are we going to do? Plus some, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we got to right. figure out. One of the things you guys did was um, you played old WrestleMania's, um, <laughs> old WrestleMania shows, which I thought was a really amazing thing. I think you guys do them often actually. Um, (laughs) so we come to like the end of the show which kind of sucks because there's so many other questions that i want to ask you but like you know but so i always ask people what is their puzzle piece and i think i know what yours is just based on like what you've been saying but if you had to pick a piece to go into the puzzle of life of career to help people get to the next level like a motto a quote or mantra like what would yours be okay so i have so i'll i'll give a mantra but then I also just kind of give like what my advice mm-hmm. would be because I think they're they're kind of different. So um, one of I'll just do like a short story. I feel like I'm talking a lot, but <laughs> this, is what, this is what I want though. I want the industry <laughs> to talk more than I do because not me. So I mentioned earlier that I did, I played basketball and our seventh grade basketball girls team was when I say trash like when. I, trash is not even the word like it was horrible like we lost every single game and we had our last game of the season was against um was against our rival team and we ended up having uh, we ended up winning that game so our first game we ever won in seventh grade basketball was our our final game and my my coach coach robinson was like super encouraging and like in like half of the people like never played basketball before so it was just like a catastrophe whatever and he like for whatever reason like he just like he just like believed in us so much or whatever so after the end of the game he had a cake like already prepared whether we won or lose it's just like it's not how you start it's how you finish Mm -hmm. and so like that's one of the things that kind of like since seventh grade like that's been like on my mind forever especially like speaking of like how I wanted I started in biology and then like I went into um (laughs) I went into mass comms and like was not didn't really have experience in PR or what have you and then I went through all of these things where it's just like when you look at like how I started and and where I got to in like kind of kind of a short period of time when you think about it like because it takes people a a while to like navigate and I'm still learning like I've only been here in the like working in this industry for like seven years where you have folks who are you know who spend their entire lifetime working there but I just think like you know, I was so, I almost felt like defeated when I didn't get jobs in certain places that I applied to when I kept getting all those <laughs> rejection, uh, um, you know, when I would, and then I would interview too and get, re- and get rejected. Like before I even came to ESPN, I interviewed at so many different places. And I'm just like, I was kind of, honestly, I was kind of like taking it back. I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty dope for like this job. Like y'all kind of need me in here. And like, what's your issue? Like, why are you not hiring me? And those things are kind of like, you know, I look at them now. I'm like, I would not, that would not work for me. Like, and then I'm just thinking about even all that went on now with like, with social justice and all that stuff. I'm just like, I I couldn't even be, I couldn't even be at the next store in this time. Cause I would be like living. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm at a place that like, actually believes in these things and like action in outside of like my job you know just the organization as a whole is kind of like more progressive than a lot of other places that I applied to that I thought I wanted to work at Mm -hmm. so I think that like you know just start 
don't think don't worry about like the it's hard to say don't worry about the long term but like you just have to do what you have to do in the present time to like do what you feel is going to be more valuable to your life more valuable to your career and then you know worry about what's going to happen because it's not how you start it's how you finish you know that was actually really good and like i i from a personal standpoint like so i put this out in january so I guess I can say it. So I got a rejection letter this morning and like, it really bothered me because it was really a company that like, I I was thinking to myself, like I could do well here, but like you guys need me more than I need you. Like I literally was looking at the application as I was putting it in, like this will be good, but I don't need this. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I want to do it, but like you guys could definitely use me more than I could use you. Like I, mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. And to hear you say that, it makes me feel a little bit better because I haven't gotten a rejection letter in quite some time. Like I haven't been on the, in the market like that. So to <laughs> see that and, and know that experience that I've dealt with like before where it was like every other week, like the inbox mm-hmm. had a rejection. Right. <laughs> it, it takes you back to that place of just like, oh my God, like what has happened? I can't, I can't take another five years and like, right. I can't do that. But like hearing you say that really does make me realize that like one, it happens for a reason. And two, like it's probably not the best fit for you overall. All right. Right. And, and it's and right. It's easier to, it's easier for me to say this now, right? When I'm like employed and I'm like working at a place where I like. Mm-hmm. But like it's just like it's it's something that too, like during that time I had to realize like you can't like I'm fortunate enough to still have a job. Like it's not like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't still employed. I was unhappy like a mug. Like you know how unhappy I was. <laughs> but it was still like, okay, I'm still here. What can I I can do? I can still do more here. Um, and I can still connect more with people here than I can if I wasn't employed or whatever. So I just was still kind of, you know, taking it one day at a time and it was like kind of stressful and things like that. But again, like having that mindset on like, it's gonna, it's, you'll be fine. Like you'll be, you'll be able to navigate, you'll be able to push through, um, as long as you like bring your whole self to everything that you do and be able to, you know, present and, and show people how valuable you are like and, and again like how much they need they need you mm-hmm. um, so super important and then my final my last thing would be um i easter ray i think was the first person i heard say this like how important it is to network across instead of networking up because again like everyone that i've mentioned who has helped me get a job has been either on my level or like maybe slightly above like i've never had like a vp go and vouch for me and i think now at espn I would have, like, if if I want to move to another opportunity or if I need someone else to vouch for me, like, I'm that con- close to, like, VPs and stuff like that, that they would be able to do that for me. But that's not always been my experience. And a lot of the times, they don't want to stick their, ne- their neck out for you. And not only that, um, you know, you grow with these people. So, like, everyone who I've come in with are either senior publicists, our managers, our directors. And so you know, they are going to eventually be running these companies and and running these departments. And I'll be able to, you know, connect with them to loop me in with someone else. And so I think it's super, super important that we always try to like, make sure we are, make sure we are, um, you know, letting the director know what we're doing or letting the managers know that we're doing, but like, it's like, stay connected to your people who you're interning with, who you're starting your careers out with, because they, they're going to be the ones who grow with you and who you're going to be able to just call up and say like, Hey Dex, I need this interview with such and such. Like, can you hook me up with X, Y, and Z? 
another example of you being an industry friend to me, there is an opportunity with WWE, which is like the dream company that I want to work for that came across your desk and you sent it to me and I reached out to the person and I had an interview with them and then uh, the pandemic happened. So like, it, like nothing happened with it, but it's kind of crazy though, because like shortly after the interview I had with them, like the pandemic happened, maybe it was like a week or two later, the pandemic happened and shut everything down. And then like multiple people from that organization were let go. So mm-hmm. I always right. certain things like that. It's like, you know, that sucked for me at the moment that it didn't turn into anything. Cause I just knew that it was about to, but right. at the same time, like you would have been unemployed now. Right. So it's just like, I do, I strongly think everything happens for a reason, but I do think the network and the, and it's simple too. It's not it's even like you're friends with people or whatever, because you think they can get you somewhere. You, you build natural relationships with people because they're in the, the same field as you and everything, like build these relationships and you just never know where they'll land. And that's also an undergrad. Well, I never saw other people as competition. Like we, like mm-hmm. none of competition with each other here because you could help me one day or vice yeah. versa. This is, a, this is an amazing interview. I knew it would be great. This is why this is why I saved you for so long because I knew it would be just <laughs> great content that people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies, and that, girl, I ain't got nothing else to do. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Shakima Simmons Winter. Thank you for joining the show today. I really appreciate it. If people were looking to get in contact with you, maybe they had some PR questions. Where can they reach you? I'll have my staff. No, I'm just joking. I don't have no staff. <laughs> um, no, you can. I'm on Instagram at Shakima underscore S-H-A-K-E-E-M-A-H underscore. Um, and then on Twitter, I can be found at my ESPN Twitter is Shakima ESPN. So S-H-A-K-E-E-M-A-H ESPN. There we go. Thank you once again for joining the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Industry Friends. Hey guys, Industry Friends is now on Instagram at Industry Friends. So after you rate the show, subscribe to the show, repost the show, review the show, and tell your friends about it, follow us on Instagram at Industry Friends. Industry Friends. Industry Friends. Industry Friends.